Well, we're in a series called 10, The Countdown Begins. And we're looking throughout this series at Exodus chapter 20 at the Ten Commandments and letting God speak to us through his word, through these commandments. They're so relevant to our lives today. My title is What's in a Name? What's in a Name? Before we begin commandment number three, let's do a quick review. Maybe you missed a couple of weeks ago. I want to make sure we review and you get you caught up to speed. And even if you were here two weeks ago when I spoke, I think a review is always very, very helpful. So let's, so let's review some highlights very quickly. We, we talked about the Ten Commandments, our confirmation of a relationship with God, not a condition for a relationship. A, a, a relationship with God preceded the Ten Commandments. We saw, we, we read Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 2, where God said, I am the Lord your God. Everybody say, your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I want you to notice that the nation of Israel didn't earn God's acceptance. They didn't earn God's love. They didn't earn God's approval by the number of laws they kept. Matter of fact, they didn't even have the law yet. God called them his people. He said, I am the Lord your God before he ever, ever gave them one commandment. It's very important you understand that God's rules, God's instructions, God's commands are for His people. We don't obey God's law to be saved. We obey God's law because we are saved. Once again, it's important to remember the Ten Commandments are not a condition for a relationship with God. They are confirmation that a relationship already exists. Commandment number three. Let's look at it together. Exodus chapter 20, verse number Seven Scripture says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. The nation of Israel, they were in bondage in Egypt for over 400 years. And because of God's goodness, because of God's mercy, because of God's grace, he set them free. He saved them. He delivered them out of the oppression, out of the bondage that they were in in Egypt. And not only did he deliver them and save them because of his goodness, but God called them his people. He said, I am the Lord, your God. I'm your God and you're my people. And God says, listen, now that you're my people and I'm your God, I do not want you to misuse my name. You see, God understood that his people may have a tendency because no doubt about it, they were going to tell other nations of what God had done for them. He realized that they would have a tendency to go around talking about Jehovah God because the God, Jehovah God, miraculously delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptian. And they were going to be telling other people of the goodness of God and the favor of God. And no doubt there were nations surrounding Egypt that had heard about how God miraculously delivered his people. They had heard about how Jehovah God, the God, was with the nation of Israel and had favored them and had Bless them. And God said, listen, you and I have a relationship, Israel, and I do not want you to misuse my name. God says, when you use my name, you use it with reverence. You use it with caution. Don't misuse the name of the Lord. You say, Pastor, what's the big deal about God's name? I mean, why is God making such a big deal about his name? Because God understands what's in name. He realizes what's in a name. A name represents somebody's character. 
A name represents somebody's reputation. A, a name represents who a person really is. I think the best way for me to explain that to you is let's very quickly play a word association game. I'm going to say a name, and I want you to think about the first thing that comes to mind. Mother Teresa. Billy Graham. Charles Manson. Ted Bundy. McDonald's. Grease. I I threw that extra part in there. That was just kind of my interpretation of that one, so let me move right off. P.F. Chains. What I want you to understand is names are more than just a way of finding someone in the phone book. A person or an organization's name represents their character. It represents who they are. It represents the reputation that they possess. Many of you have heard the phrase, boy, that guy has made a name for himself. And God has said to the nation of Israel, listen, I've made a name for myself. I've delivered you out of Egypt. I brought you out of oppression. I've saved you from the enemy. I've set you free by my miraculous hand. I've made a name for myself. All the nations around know that I'm your God and you are my people. And I do not want you to misuse my name. What I want to do for the next few moments is I want to give you three major ways that we misuse the name of the Lord. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do for the next few moments. Please don't tune me out. I realize some of you may have been in church a long time, and maybe you've heard this commandment preached, and you're thinking, well, I know where he's going. I know what he's going to say. This is not going to be applicable to my life. It will be, trust me. As I studied this week, God really spoke to my life and challenged me in some areas where I'm falling short, and I believe he's going to do the same thing for you today as we look at his word. Number one, the first major way we misuse the Lord's name. Point one, you can follow along with me in your bulletin and fill in the blanks. We misuse God's name with our speech. With our speech. Many of you are used to hearing this verse in the King James Version. So, so let me quickly just share it with you out of the New King James, the familiar translation. Exodus 20 verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And many people in our society take God's name in vain with their speech. Why is it? Why is it that in our world, in our society, when people are mad, when people are angry, when people are frustrated, why do we use the name of God? Why do we do it? God, bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, my God. Even when people are excited. They can use God's name. Oh, my God, and they're just excited. Why do we do that? I've never seen anybody do this. I've never seen anybody have a hammer, and maybe they're nailing some picture on the wall and nailing it up, and they miss the nail, and they hit their finger, and they're hurting, and they're mad. I've never heard anybody say, oh, Buddha! Never once. Never. never, never. I've never seen anybody get frustrated and say, oh, my Muhammad! Never seen that. Never seen anybody get mad and say, Harry Krishna! Never seen that. Why is it always God and Jesus? We take the name of the Lord in vain. I I found myself doing it this week. I took his name in vain in my speech. Just to let you know, I didn't swear or cuss. You would wonder where I was going with that, but I didn't cuss. But I, I just said God's name 
flippantly, without much thought. It was out of context. It had nothing to do with God and His holiness and His reference. It's amazing how you and I can just flippantly use the Lord's name in vain. And God says, listen, as my people, I don't want you to misuse my name. My name is holy. Listen, above every other name is the name of Jesus. And the Bible says every tongue will confess and every, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Don't use his name in an irreverent way. It's a holy name. That's why even Jesus, as he was teaching his disciples to pray, he says, guys, the first thing you need to understand is hollow it. Be his name. The name of God is to be praised, it's holy, it's to be worshipped, it's to be adored. And you and I shouldn't flippantly take the name of the Lord in vain. Now, I'm not going to spend the balance of my time on that point because most of you know that. Matter of fact, most people that don't even go to church know they shouldn't say, God, bleep, bleep, bleep. Most people realize that. But you know what most of us have done? We've taken the third commandment and we've shrunk it down to simply... When we get mad or angry or frustrated, don't use God's name. But the third commandment encompasses so much more than that. And what I want to do today is I want us to look a little bit more at this scripture. Don't misuse the name of the Lord. And I want God to speak to my life and to your life about how we, as Christ followers, misuse the name of the Lord. Point number two, let's look at the second major way that we misuse the name of the Lord. Number two is this. We misuse God's name for our benefit, for our benefit. Now, now this point is a little less obvious, but it's just as serious as using God's name when you're angry. It's just as serious as when you use God's name when you're frustrated. This has to do with when you and I use God's name or his authority to get our own way. You see, God knew that we would have that tendency. He knew as his people that he has delivered them out of Egypt. He has saved us. He set us free. He knew as his people, listen, Israel, I've delivered you. I've set you free. I'm your God. You are my people. You've seen the miraculous power of God. Everybody else knows that Jehovah God is with you. I've favored you. My hand is with you. And that, that you, my name is powerful. When you say Yahweh, when you say Jehovah, when you say God, everybody recognizes that's the God that brought you out of Egypt. And God knew that as his people, we would have a tendency to leverage his name for our own benefit. And God says, listen, listen, one of my commandments, you have to understand, you and I have relationship. And I don't want you to go around misusing my name to get what you want. I don't want you to go around saying my name and, and using my name for something that I don't have any interest in. God is basically saying, don't you dare use my name for your own purposes, your own goals, your own plans, your own dreams. Don't you dare associate my name with something that I haven't said. Don't you dare leverage my law and my name for anything other than what I'm committed to doing. And there are many people who leverage God's name, God's authority, for their own benefit. You know what that's like? That's not like somebody doing business in your company's name. In the company you work for, the organization you work for, the organization you own. It's like somebody doing business in your company's name, and you don't have any knowledge of it. Matter of fact, not only do you not have any knowledge of it, they're doing business that you would never do. They're doing things that you would, you would ever practice in your company. And they're doing it in your name. 
And all of a sudden you find out that this person is doing business in your name that you have not authorized, that you would never approve of. And you find out, so you ask them, you set up a meeting and say, why in the world are you doing business in my name? Well, the individual will say something like, well, because my name's not really all that powerful. No, nobody knows my name. I, I don't have much of a reputation. I don't have... If I use my name, I really wouldn't get very many clients. My, my name's not all that powerful. Nobody would want to be a part of my organization and buy my product if I use my name. But you've got a good name. <laughs> and your company's got a good reputation. So I decided to use your company's name. I decided to hijack your name for my benefit and my purpose. And you would say, no, what? You can't do it. That's illegal. You can't go around doing business in my name that I have not authorized. It's like preacher's kids. I've traveled the United States before I started this church and preached in lots and lots of churches. And it's amazing what preachers' kids can get away with. My kids are not old enough to really understand that daddy's the pastor of a church. and They don't really get it and understand it. They come in every once in a while in the service and I sit here and they have no idea. They just see me on the platform. They don't have quite have this thing all figured out. But one day they will. And we're going to have maybe some party here at the church, and we're going to be serving some food, you know, serving some cake and ice cream and chocolate chip cookies and, and ribs. And well, ribs, I, I feel like preaching now. Now that I said ribs, I think I'm going to make it through the message now. And we've got food there. And, and we told everybody, listen, we're not going to eat until 6 o'clock. But my kids decide because I'm the pastor and they're my kids. They decide they're going to eat at 5 o'clock instead of 6 o'clock. And so they go and they're eating the food and putting cake in their mouth. And one of the church people come out and they say, what are you doing? You're not supposed to eat till 6. Oh, Dad doesn't mind. You know, Dad, it's okay. Dad won't mind that we're going ahead and eating. And you know what they're doing? They're leveraging my name and my reputation. They're leveraging my position for their own benefit. And when I get home with them, I'm going to do something for their benefit. Because I didn't authorize them to leverage mine just because they have relationship with me and I'm their daddy and they're my child. They cannot go around leveraging my name for their benefit to get their own way. You know, when people leverage the name of the Lord for their own benefit, I call that spiritual forgery. You see, forge, forgery is simply using somebody else's name to get what you want. You see, a thief understands the power of a name. The, the thief understands that a name can get them somewhere. That's why identity theft is so high today in our world. People will steal your identity. They will try to steal your name because they realize if I can get your name, there's power in your name. There's power in your identity. If I can get your name and your identity, I can leverage it. To get what I want, even though you haven't authorized it. And all throughout history, there have been a lot of spiritual forgery that has taken place in our world. There have been a lot of people who have used God's name, God's authority, and God's reputation to get what they want. I want to give you one example of that. I don't have time to give you a lot of examples because all throughout the Bible, all throughout history, there are so many examples of people who have hijacked the name of the Lord for their own benefit. One example, Exodus, excuse me, Ezekiel chapter 13 and verse number 5. Scripture says, O evil prophets, 
What have you ever done to strengthen the walls of Israel against her enemies by strengthening Israel in the Lord? Instead, notice this, you have lied when you said, my message is from God. These prophets were going around saying, this message is from God. God has spoken to me, thus saith the Lord, and yet God had not said it. He goes on to say, God did not send it, sin, did not send you, and you expect, this baffles me, it just baffles me, and you expect him to fulfill your prophecies. In other words, you're going out and doing business and saying things in the name of the Lord that you're saying that God said it, he never said it, but yet you're expecting God to do what you said, even though he didn't say it. God says, no. I mean, it happens all the time in our world. People go out and they say things and they say, well, God said it. And then all of a sudden they expect God to bless what they're doing. It's like God doesn't know, you know. God doesn't have any clue that you're going out saying things in his name. And yet you expect God to bless you for using his name for your own benefit. Scripture says in verse 7, can you deny that you claim to see visions you never saw and that you have said this message is from God when I never spoke to you at all? You see, these prophets, they were known as prophets, people who spoke for God, who spoke on God's behalf. And these prophets were misusing the name of the Lord. They were leveraging God's name for their own purpose and their own benefit. And friends, that even takes place today. Amongst Christian people, they leverage God's name for their own benefit. It's like somebody coming and telling me after church today, Pastor, I want you to know that God spoke to me. And next week you need to resign because I'm supposed to be the pastor of this church. God spoke to me. How many know if you say God, deep voice and with a, a big D on it, it sounds spiritual. God spoke to me. No, he didn't. Pastor, God, you know, God, God spoke to me and he told me to do this. You know how we do that. You know, God spoke to me. He told me to resign from that. God, God spoke. I mean, because if you told me that you said it, it wouldn't have very much leverage. But if you use God's name, kind of get what you want. You know, my favorite is this. You know how I've been in church a long time. And one of the favorite things I like to hear is we don't necessarily say God's name, but everybody knows what this means. I feel led. You know, I feel led. Well, we need to get you an eraser since you got so much lead. I think your problem is you had too much pizza last night and that Coca-Cola didn't settle well with your stomach. You have, And God does speak to people. God does lead people. God does direct people. But we have to be very careful because we have a tendency, because we have a relationship with God and we know the power in his name. And we have the tendency to leverage God in our business situation, in our home situation, in our church situation, in our neighborhood. We leverage the name of God to get what we want. And God says, don't you dare misuse my name for your benefit. You know, I, I really despise religion, and if you've been here a while, you know that I preach the entire message why I hate legalism, because I do. And one of the reasons I despise religion is because all religion is, is people leveraging God's name for their benefit. That's all religion is. I mean, this commandment could easily read, thou shall not be religious. Thou shall not leverage my name for your benefit. And friends, can I tell you, there have been a lot of people that have been hurt by church and church people because there have been Christ followers, precious people, that have misused the name of the Lord. Well, you know, you, you can't come to our church unless you dress a certain way. 
Did you hear that Pastor Cooper at People's Church, never been there, don't know anything they're doing, but God can't be in it. That dude does not wear a suit when he preaches. God's not there. And we start leveraging God's name with something he never said. I mean, you know if you're going to hear from God and love God, you can't wear makeup, ladies. You got to have your hair short, got to have your hair long, you got to look like us. And we start leveraging God. And God's in heaven going, I didn't say that. Why are you using my name for your benefit? We go around saying, well, you know, God can't speak and you can't preach unless it's the King James Version. I find that over in, in First Herbert Cooper in verse number three. Is that in there? And I love the King James Version. I do. I love it. But God, listen, you can't go around. That, that's what churches do. I mean, we can be guilty of it here if we're not careful. We'll start making rules up and then putting God's name on it. And God says, I didn't have anything to do with that. Why are you associating my name with that? Don't leverage my name because it's more powerful than your name to get what you want. You can't do that. Don't misuse the name of the Lord. One of my favorites, you can tell I've been in church a while and traveled all across the world and preaching a lot of churches. And one of the things that always has cracked me up and I find humorous is people who have been in church a long time and they have their seat and it's their seat in the church and nobody else better not sit there. And somebody ends up sitting in their seat and they look at them and they just basically are saying, you know what? God can't move unless I'm in my seat. I don't care if you are a first time guest and you don't know Jesus. You better get out my seat in the name of the Lord. And I'm thinking, why are you leveraging God's name for your benefit? You're hijacking God's name for your own purpose. And God says, do not misuse the name of the Lord. There's a third thing that I want you to see. A third major way we misuse the name of the Lord. We misuse God's name with our lifestyle. Our lifestyle. You say, Pastor, how in the world can we misuse God's name with our life? Very easily. When you profess God's name with your mouth, but you don't live for him with your life, you are misusing the name of the Lord. I love what the late Quaker scholar Elton Trueblood said. He said that profane language is not as bad as giving God lip service. Perhaps the worst form of breaking the third commandment is hypocrisy. It's professing God's name with your mouth, but not striving to live for him with your life. I have a two liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. And it's very interesting. I was looking at this yesterday when I when I bought it and you buy any soda or any bag of chips, any item, you'll always find on the, on the label, on the logo there, you'll always find either an R circled, really small, you have to really look to see it, a little R circled or there'll be a TM that's circled. Matter of fact, on this bottle, I was looking yesterday, on every single logo, whether it's Dr. Pepper or another organization, there's always an R or a TM that's circled. The R stands for Rights Reserved. The TM stands for trademark. And that, that simply means that, that this soda, this drink, is sole property of the company, Dr. Pepper. In other words, they own the name and all rights to its use. 
That's, that means you and I, because Dr. Pepper owns this, we can't go and pour out the Dr. Pepper and then get a whole bunch of other bottles and pour out the Dr. Pepper and mix sugar water and put a little brown food coloring in it and put it in this bottle and twist it up and say, here's some Dr. Pepper, come buy it. If we do that and we get caught, we're going to get sued because that's called illegal. Because Dr. Pepper's stamp of approval and their product is inside of it. Matter of fact, if we pour this pop out and we rip this label off, this bottle means nothing. This bottle won't make you any money. But the very moment Dr. Pepper slaps a label on it, the very moment they put their product inside of it, now this product will make Dr. Pepper millions, if not billions of dollars a year. And it's sole property of Dr. Pepper. That means we can't do whatever we want with their property. And did you realize as a Christian that you and I bear the name of Jesus Christ? Did you realize when we gave our heart and life to Jesus Christ, when we surrendered our heart to him, he put his label on us. He wrote our names in the Lamb Book of Life. He stamped us with his approval. He put his name on us. He put his Holy Spirit inside of us. And now as a Christian, we are sole property of Jesus Christ. We can't do whatever we want. We are God's representatives. We are God's ambassadors. We belong to the Lord. That's why the scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16, however, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. Did you realize if you're a Christian in this place today, you bear the name of Jesus Christ. So how you live has a direct reflection on your heavenly father. That's why the scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. I find it interesting that as Christians, because God's name is on us, we bear his name, because his Holy Spirit is inside of us, we are our sole property of God. The Bible says that because we're Christians, when people see our good works, they can glorify God on the day that he returns. Friends, understand that when we live our life in God's will, it brings honor and glory to him. And the opposite is also true. When we profess God with our mouth, but don't strive to live for him with our life, friends, we are taking the name of the Lord in vain. We're misusing his name. And the tragedy is this. There are so many people who dodge the will of God in the name of God. I don't want you to miss it because this is so, so uh, popular in our world today. People dodge the will of God in the name of God. Did you realize that God gets blamed for a lot of stuff that he never said? <laughs> you know, people try to justify their life, try to justify their sin. I've been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it. People just try to justify how they're living. And, you know, we try to get God's approval on what we're doing. Well, you know, Pastor, you know, I, I love God. And I, 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 I feel like God says it's okay for me to go clubbing and get drunk. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. No, you're dodging the will of God in the name of God. Well, Pastor, you know, we, we love each other. We've been dating a while and we're going to get married. And, and we just love each other. The love boat, 
I mean, there's love, there's, there's chemistry. And we're, God knows our hearts. I mean, we're going to have a little sex before marriage. I mean, we're going to test drive the car before we buy it. You know, I mean, you, no, you're dodging the will of God in the name of God. Well, Pastor, you know, we're, we're going to get divorced. Well, do you have biblical grounds for divorce? divorce? Have they, your spouse abandoned you and saved spouse abandoned you? Have, have they committed adultery? Do you have any biblical grounds? No, I don't have any biblical grounds. But God wants me happy. I mean, have you used that before? God wants me happy. And people dodge the will of God in the name of God. Here's my favorite one. My favorite one is this. I prayed about it. (laughs) That's my favorite. That's my all. As a pastor, I get that all. I prayed about it. I've had people tell me this. Pastor, I prayed about it, and God does not want me to get baptized right now. Really? You prayed about it, huh? And God's words, huh? Okay. Pastor, Pastor, I prayed about it. God does not want me to serve in ministry. He doesn't want me to use my gifts and my abilities to minister. God doesn't want me to. That small group stuff and building relationships and growing spiritually with other believers. God, I prayed about it. And God doesn't really want me. I I prayed about it. I prayed about it. And God spoke to me that tithing's not for me. He told me to give 2%, not 10%. I prayed. Prayed about it. Prayed about it. Pastor, I prayed about it. And, and, you know, God doesn't want me to be involved in the church. I, I prayed about it. It's amazing how many people dodge the will of God. In the name of God. And the church at Rome, they were having this very problem. There were people in the church of Rome that were dodging the will of God in the name of God. And the scripture says this as I'm winding down. In Romans chapter 2 and verse number 19, scripture says you are so sure of the way to God. I mean, these group of people, they were sure to the way of God that they could point it out to a blind man. He says, you think of yourselves as beacon lights. In other words, we are light for the Lord. We can go in the middle of darkness and we will be light for God. He says, directing men who are lost in darkness to God. You think that You can guide the simple and teach even children the affairs of God. For you really know his laws, which are full of all knowledge and truth. Yes, you teach others. Then why don't you teach yourselves? Scripture says you tell others, do not steal. Do you steal? A rhetorical question, and the answer is they were. They were going around telling other people, do not steal. But yet, in their own life, in their own business affairs, they were stealing. In their own life, they were stealing. They robbed the government and stealing and robbing God. They were, they were stealing. Verse 22 says, you say it is wrong to commit adultery. Do you do it? You tell other people, don't commit adultery. Honor God. Live for God. And yet, you're sitting there and you're lusting after people. You're pumping your mind full of pornography on the Internet. You're pumping your mind full of junk. And yet, you're going around saying, we are light for the Lord. He goes on to say, you say, don't pray to idols, and then you make money your God instead. You're telling other people, listen, quit worshiping that rock, quit worshiping the sun. Listen, you need to worship the true God, and yet money has consumed you, and every decision you make is driven by the almighty dollar, by money. In verse 23, he says, you are so proud of knowing God's laws. I mean, these people were proud. We know God's laws. We know what God's word says. We, we can quote the word. But God says you dishonor him by breaking them. You dishonor God by breaking the laws. No wonder the scriptures say, and I find this very interesting, that that the world speaks evil of God because of you. In other words, they're professing the name of the Lord. 
God's label is on them. They are so property of God. And God says, listen, people are speaking evil of me because of you. Because you're my representative. You bear my name. And if you profess me with your mouth but don't strive to lift me with your life, you're misusing the name of the Lord. And here's what I want you to take away from this message today. This is serious business to God. Not to me, to God. God takes this very, very seriously. The scripture says back in the Ten Commandments, that third commandment, says in Exodus 20 and verse 7, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Say, Pastor, what does that mean that the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name? I really don't know what all that means. But it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I, do, I do know that. It doesn't sound real positive. And I can give you the Hebrew word, but I don't know all that God means when he says, Listen, if you misuse my name, you won't be held. I, I'll hold you guiltless. I'll, I'll hold you guilty for doing it. I don't know all what that means. But I do know this. When we go around flippantly using God's name. Oh my God! And we just use his name irreverently. It's serious business to God. When we go around leveraging God's name for our own benefit. We go around saying things and associating God with things that he never said. God takes it serious. I, I do know that when we profess God with our mouth. But we don't strive to live, him with, live for him with our life. God takes that serious. Commandment number three, do not misuse the name of the Lord. God, thanks for your word. A very sobering message. Well, Lord, so neat.